the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Spring-like day once again here in western Pennsylvania. Kath, good to see you as well. How are things? Thank you. Uh, things are fine. Warmer than yesterday. Very nice. I didn't feel the need to escape to put socks on right before mm-hmm. the show. Um, yeah. As yesterday when things were beginning. Because we're, you know, still broadcasting from home. I'm uh, sitting here in the home office uh, with a pair of shorts on. Are you really? Uh Yeah. And I've decided to enter into the whitest legs competition (laughs) because I'm telling you, they are opalescence. Are they? I mean, mean, if you could make neon white, that's exactly what I'm sporting right now. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. And there's something about, you know, old man legs that kind of, you kind of go, what the heck happened? I got old man legs here. I, what what's going on? How'd that kick in? <laughs> you know, I you never would think that your knees would have wrinkles, but apparently they do. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? Just that's really sad. Now, listen, Mike, I want to ask you to get the uh, John Hall Fashion Rules music out for today's show because why is that? Uh, well, it started the five o'clock hour. We're going to be talking about John shopping for new jeans. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, yep. So that's going to be good. So we can all, all right. look forward to that. Oh yeah. You can listen to the program as you are doing right now at 101.5 Word FM or 730 AM WPIT. Also, mm-hmm. if you'd like to watch the show, why don't you just go on to Facebook oh. Live and check out the, the uh, live stream of the program. Uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. What in the world is happening? Check it out. Well, you know what I did the other day? I was speaking huh. of the live stream. I'm holding my hand over. You ever like, uh, I was using a pair of uh, metal tongs, you know, like I was turning some meat, you know. Yeah, you sure. Metal. I pinched my finger. You ever do that? Oh, with your tongs? Yeah, somehow though my finger got stuck in the little tong thing, the metal thing. Ow, I got like a little blood blister well, there. That sounds terrible, but I <laughs> want you to know that I've never done that with a pair of tongs. <laughs> and I use tongs regularly. I'm really? not quite I'm sure how. I don't know. Mike, have you ever done that with tongs? Right? No. no. What? No. Look at I'll share right there. Oh, look at that. Well, see? I like I didn't really want to see that. Sorry. It's the <laughs> wrinkled white knee blood blister edition. Of the ride home. I also, I was just, I was just buttoning. I also wore my wear my Heinz shirt today. To nice, the, the pickle the shirt. Team. Oh, we're pulling at all the stops here on the ride home. If you're not listening or watching to us, watching us online, holy smokes! You know what you I are, John and Kathy. I see you're clutching your papers because you desperately want to move on in the conversation. <laughs> no, we should talk about how Kath looks like a professional golfer right now. She's a Thank golfer. You. you That's an honor. Good. I'm in the afterglow of the Masters. Yes, right. very classy. Green, I feel good about it. Thank you, Mike. You just need a green jacket. You'll be all set. Listen, wouldn't it be nice to have a good... Did you mm. see that picture of Hideki Matsuyama? He was waiting in the airport for his airplane. Oh, and he just has he just has the green jacket just like, you know, just draped over the chairs, <laughs> just naturally like no big... No I think big he'd put that no on, right? You just wear it the entire way home. I remember when Phil Mickelson won the first time, he wore it going through the drive-thru of Krispy Kreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I wonder if you That's get classy. that, you think it's been damaged? You know, if it gets torn or you spill some, you know, all of a sudden you get like a big ink stain on your green. Is there uh, a replacement available for that? I wonder, I wonder about that. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm sorry. One, your one jacket only. One and yeah, I bet they would replace that because here's the thing. When you go to events in, in, at Augusta, and I understand this only from reading about it, not because, of course, I have any uh, personal experience, but you have to wear your green jacket if you're a winner. Mm. Also, maybe over the years, they just send you an updated version. And you might, you know, gain some weight or lose some weight, right? Yeah, like, so, what, what if you gain a lot of weight? Right. Then you're, like, down. embarrassed. Like, I need my green jacket taken out. Yeah. You run down to JCPenney and get refitted, right? Or what if you're Angel Cabrera? Oh, wait. Did, no, Angel Cabrera never won the Masters, did he? No, he won the, he won the uh, U.S. Open mm. right here mm. at Oakmont. Anyway, I was just thinking of somebody who doesn't care about his weight. He's like the first golfer I thought of. Really? With the money they have, I'm sure they probably have their own tailor. They probably do. Yeah, you can probably yeah. work it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we sure uh, winged and wanged that one, didn't we? That was a oh, lot. That's a blister. Sure was. Okay. No, there it is right there. Peace be with you. Oh, good for coming. <laughs> okay. All right. Get that uh, away. Let's get underway as professional journalists, uh, which we're backing into. Kath, uh, the news stories of the day. Won't you please give us the top four at four? Thank heaven. Some kind of sense. This is the top four at four, Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. Number one, the FDA and the CDC are recommending the U.S. pause on using the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine after reports of extremely rare blood clots in individuals who received it. According to USA Today, the health agencies released a statement this morning recommending the pause out of, quote, an abundance of caution. So far, the CDC and FDA are reviewing only six, six reported cases in the U.S. All six recipients were women between the ages of 18 and 48 with symptoms occurring six to 13 days after vaccination, according to the statement. Number two. According to the federal government's infrastructure report card and reported in today's trib, Pennsylvania roads and bridges get a C minus. It's no good, people. I'm surprised it's that high. Each of us as drivers pay $620 a year, rounded up, in costs related to driving on roads in disrepair, in addition to everyday costs like gas and routine maintenance related to driving. And don't forget... Our state's 58.7 cents per gallon gas tax, which did you know is the second highest in the mm. nation behind yeah, I California? I thought it was the highest. No, second California. highest. 58.7, sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The report released by the White House today, of course, keep in mind, to support their proposed gigantic infrastructure bill. It's not like the C minus. I mean, I bet nobody got an A because mm-hmm. Biden's trying to sell this to everybody, right? <laughs> anyway, documented state by state breakdown showing the conditions of road bridges and all those things. Number three, after a year in which toilet paper shortages left consumers scrambling for squares, sales are plummeting to below pre-pandemic levels. What's going on now? Yes. The Wall Street Journal, which, by the way, historically doesn't spend a whole lot of time reporting on issues related to toilet paper, wrote today that bath tissue sales in January fell more than 4% from the same period a year earlier before the spread of COVID-19 caused all of us to load up on toilet paper and Lysol wipes and antibacterial soap and all that. The decline, which comes even though legions of Americans continue to work and attend school from home, indicates last year's stockpiling is finally starting to have an effect on sales. We knew it would happen Mm. sooner or later. By the way, Americans have spent more than $11 billion on toilet paper just last year and number four darius the world's longest rabbit is missing 
Four feet long and weighing 50 pounds, Darius went missing this past weekend, and now the police are involved, appealing for information about his apparent abduction from his home in a small English village. The New York Times reports today that Darius's owner, Annette Edwards, has offered a reward of 2,000 pounds for a safe return. No questions asked. She detailed his appearance on Sunday from her home in Stoughton, England, in a post on Twitter calling it, quote, a very sad day. She added that the rabbit was too old to breed now, so, quote, please bring him back. Darius was crowned the world's longest rabbit by Guinness in 2010. A few years later, Darius the Giant Bunny was described by his owner as, quote, an old man who can be a bit grumpy. Aww. Still, she added, he hasn't lost his sparkle. Bring back Darius. Bring back. That's like my dog. My dog is 15 years old. And that's your top four at four. Who would steal a gigantic rabbit? Have you seen a picture of it? I have. He is gigantic. Isn't he gigantic? Yeah, right. I mean, he's four feet long. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? He's enormous. Okay, one other thing. This is your bonus for today. This day in history, April 13th, 1970, Apollo 13 announced, okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. Really? Now, you know that that it's been translated into Houston, we have a problem. But that's not exactly what was said. It was, okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. After being prompted to repeat the transmission by Capcom Jack Arluisma, Jim Lovell responded, ah, Houston, we've had a problem. That's when an oxygen tank burst on the way to the moon. Mm -hmm. It's a great story and a fabulous movie as well. Isn't it it such a great movie? Great movie. Oh, my God. did a really fine job, really fine job. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a heck of a lot. Uh, Let's move forward to uh, our first guest. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We've got much more ahead. Uh, Who is up on the uh, the roster here, Kath, as we uh, exit out and look forward Um, to it? I would love to tell you, except that um, my my calendar has fallen. Wait, I've got it here. Wait, people. Yes, I've got it right here. Oh, we've got Ryan Tucker up next from ADF. Oh, Alliance Defending. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Supreme Court, small church. Um, prayer and gathering and important ruling came down uh, last Friday, yep. Supreme Court versus California. We'll talk about that next. The Ride Home. WORD. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, the truth is out about Kelly. Yeah, this girl really needs someone steady who loves her. She's lost trust in everyone. And the gang at Wits End feels bad that they couldn't do more. Everyone in her life has rejected her. Yeah, including us. Find out how something Kelly told Ed Washington could mean something much bigger for his family on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. Meet Skip. 
Senior pastor at Sand Hills Neighborhood Church. I told you if we broke attendance records, I'd get the church logo tattooed on my arm. And meet Guy, the youth pastor trying to break through the noise. I just went to church to get back to the gospel. Problem is we're trying to get your message across. Uh, the gospel. Right, right, right. And ain't nobody listening to that. But this mega church. A good Friday and Easter. I need something big. Has one mega problem. Bigger than the resurrection. Bigger than anything we've ever done. National headlines. Preach on the death and resurrection of Jesus. An actual crucifixion. This Easter, ask yourself, is the gospel enough with this hilarious new comedy? Operation Stop, Skip as a go. That's awesome. Church People, starring Thor Ramsey and Stephen Baldwin. Amen. Stream it on your TV, tablet, or phone. Go to SalemNow.com for details. SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service in the world. Geneva has over 145 majors and programs, 19 varsity sports, 100 study abroad programs, and lots of club activities. Geneva has scholarships and grants to make it affordable, too. Find out more yourself. You can visit Geneva in person or online. To find out more, go to Geneva.edu slash visit. That's Geneva.edu slash visit. Supreme Court late Friday night lifted California's restrictions on religious gatherings in private homes, saying that they could not be enforced to bar private prayer meetings, Bible study classes, and the like. The court's brief unsigned order followed earlier ones striking down limits on attendance at houses of worship meant to combat the coronavirus. Joining us right now is Ryan Tucker. Ryan Tucker is senior counsel, director of the Center for Christian Ministries at Alliance Defending Freedom to talk about this case. Ryan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Sure, Ryan. Now, you know, there's been a a give and take. There's been a, um, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, people standing on both sides and saying, oh, no, you know, my First Amendment rights are more important. And then people standing on the other side saying, look, public health is most important. And of course, those two things need to be balanced. Uh, But this was an important ruling on Friday. So talk about what it means for us. Well, you're right. I mean, the the, the government certainly has every right to protect the health and, and safety of its citizenry, but we can't do so at the cost of our, our fundamental freedoms, our First Amendment uh, protections. And so the last year has been a definite struggle uh, for many, and, and certainly those within the church have been struggling mightily, and, and in particular those in California. This case is, is very significant uh, because, well, first off, this is the fifth case to get to the U.S. Supreme Court on an emergency motion basis, an emergency request, really, uh, and hopefully it's the last. But uh, in, important for your listeners to know is that the governor um, just just recently, in fact, it's, I don't know how much this is being reported, uh, has decided to lift those restrictions entirely across the state and make those um, uh, permissive as opposed to mandatory restrictions. Okay. So it's, it's a right, real great. blessing for the church in California. Great. Right. So the fifth time that cases like this have come forward, uh, as I'm reading, you know, the uh, decision, uh, Ryan, it feels as though the court, even though it was an unsigned um, majority vote, kind of like kicked it back and said, "Okay, enough of this. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. If you read the decision, the short decision, it's very clear that the court is is frustrated by 
Um, these repeated requests, in particular, coming from out of the state of California and then also from the Ninth Circuit. Um, the court, you know, it, it hasn't been, I would say, crystal clear in a lot of these cases, but this one has, has been the most clear example of it and I think provides great um, guidance for, you know, any government officials out there that are, that are contemplating keeping uh, COVID restrictions in place. Okay, so let's talk about that clarity. Um, what did they make uh, patently obvious in reading the opinion? Well, for one, you can't, you know, single out uh, churches for this this unfair, unjust treatment. So, in this instance, you had uh, restrictions that that did not allow uh, Bible studies of six people or more really to take place. You have uh, in some settings, groups of people like in a nail salon, a movie theater, uh, in other locations, that was okay in the secular context. But the moment you uh, got together to talk about God and say a local home, all of a sudden that became a problem. And so the court made very clear that the state, the government can't pick winners and losers in the space mm, and say, well, we're going to assume what you're doing is wrong there, but, but not when you're in the secular space. Interesting. Okay, so then the First Amendment, so this is part of the uh, the ruling, quote, the First Amendment requires that a state treat religious conduct as well as the state treats comparable secular conduct. Sometimes well, finding the right secular analogy may raise hard questions, but not today. Th- that's right, but even, even beyond that, one of the questions was, you know, does it have to treat, you know, religion better? And it really... Uh, it's a question that was sort of sitting out there. Um, at ADF, we had a case last year. You may recall how casinos were open in the state of Nevada, but uh, most of the church doors were closed. We took that case to the U.S. Supreme Court. The court, of course, was made up very differently back then, and we lost that challenge five to four. Well, now we have a, uh, a reversal here uh, from the court, a, a five-four ruling now that says, look, the church is really on a pedestal. It is, a, uh, it is more favored. And it's in its rightful spot because the free exercise mm. clause of the First Amendment says that. And before, it just really wasn't that blatantly clear. And this decision, as short as it is, really made that point uh, very obvious. Brian Tucker is so, with us, Senior Counsel and Director of the Center for Christian Ministries at Alliance Defending Freedom. So, Ryan, as you said, uh, a number of these emergency uh, uh, rulings have taken place. Now, hopefully, of course, we're all uh, pinning our hopes that the coronavirus pandemic is winding down. But this still, this ruling does have staying power uh, for future cases and for First Amendment's rights. And, of course, for people gathering for religious services, does it not? It, it does. It absolutely does. There was a decision a few uh, months ago, right after Thanksgiving. It was called the Diocese of Brooklyn decision out of New York. Uh, Governor Cuomo had instituted some uh, uh, some restrictions there. Uh, that case made its way up on an emergency basis. And right after that, it was right around Thanksgiving, the court issued, I'd say, its first decision in favor of, of the church, of churches. And right after that, there were several uh, governors that really got the memo. They, got, they, they came to the understanding that, wait a second, you know, we are singling out the church. We are treating the church in an unconstitutional manner. And a lot of uh, states opened up at that point. But there were a handful of states, and still, even today, a, a, a small minority that are still doing that. California uh, certainly was one of them. Now, there were certainly areas within California where local officials were not even attempting to enforce certain restrictions. But in Santa Clara County, which is where this case came out of, Northern California, the church was still being treated very harshly. And that's 
uh, how this case originated. It, it went up on a very, very uh, short time frame. In fact, the briefing at the U.S. Supreme Court lasted all of a week. And so it's very clear that the court um, had been writing this decision well before mm. its release. And uh, as you guys mentioned, you know, moments before, I think I think the court's kind of sick of, of hearing about these cases. And so it made its decision, albeit one mm. not signed by any particular judge, I think it's made it very clear. So that's so maybe perhaps that'll end the uh, emergency requests in, in this uh, vein. One, one would hope. I mean, there's always exceptions. There's always, uh, you know, uh, local, even state uh, governments that I think, um, you know, maybe maybe go the extra step. And I know in many instances, I think some of them are, are well intended and some we've seen a true targeting of the church. You know, we when this first began a, a year ago, over a year ago, I was shocked by one of the first calls I got, which was a, uh, a case out of Mississippi where there was an actual law that was called the church um, drive-in ban. I mean, it actually named the church in the title of the ordinance that was being passed. And so to see the church being, say, targeted, even in the Bible Belt, was quite shocking to me. That was a case where uh, there were about 20 church members that pulled up in a, in a parking lot, never got out of their uh, cars. They listened to their pastor on an FM transmitter inside the church, and there was no contact between people. The only contact was when the police officers came, knocked on the doors of these uh, these vehicles, and proceeded to hand out criminal citations of $500 to these mostly um, uh, some elderly, some of all ages folks, 20 of them in all. And uh, we immediately mm-hmm. filed a lawsuit there. The Attorney General of the United States actually issued some comments on that, saying what we sort of led with, and that is your First Amendment rights are never suspended, even in times of crisis. Fabulous. Yeah. We are talking with Ryan Tucker, who is Senior Counsel, Director of the Center for Christian Ministries at Alliance Defending Freedom. Ryan, um, of course, we're living in deeply contentious times, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that, uh, you know, as you see these cases, that Christians have been targeted. So we are really grateful for the work that Alliance Defending Freedom is doing uh, at the highest court and, of course, in other courts across the United States. Can you take a moment and talk to us about uh, Alliance Defending Freedom and the work that's being done and how our audience can partner with you? Sure, absolutely. Well, you know, our mission really is to keep the doors open for the spread of the gospel. And that may sound odd, you know, particularly for a Christian law firm, but that that's really our mission. And if you go to ADFlegal.org, uh, you can find out uh, more about um, our organization we are the largest Christian uh, legal firm uh, in the nation, and we often will litigate uh, all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court. In fact, there's an argument coming up here in a couple of weeks involving a very important issue of uh, uh, on donor privacy out of, again, the state of California. The state of California keeps me a little busy, but um, we do a number of different things in a number of different spaces. We, we help the church. We help uh, religious schools. Uh, we're an advocate for free speech, and uh, – we, you know, do what we can and, and lean on God to, uh, to, to walk us through it. Fabulous. Ryan, we're grateful to have you on the show. Hopefully we won't need you to show up here in Pennsylvania, but if we do, we're uh, happy to know that you're there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Our pleasure. Alliance Defending Freedom. They really are one of the major forces for Christians in the world here in the United States, especially for freedom of gathering, freedom of speech, Alliance Defending Freedom. Just one mission 
one call to reach one more heart with the truth of the gospel. For in hope we have been saved, and through hope they can be saved too. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus and reach one more life during our Bridge of Hope broadcast alongside Keenan Bridges, Mike Smalley, Real Talk Kim, and Michael Brown. Save the date for Bridge of Hope, April 12th through 16th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort, and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit mypillow.com for deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the new my slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954. Remember to use promo code word. I'm Pastor Tom Hall. Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business? Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. You could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to wordfm.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. That's wordfm.com. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight, increasing clouds, low 45. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a high of 66. Tomorrow night, cloudy, low 41. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high 49. Friday, mostly cloudy with showers possible, high 54. Saturday, cloudy and milder, high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. All right, so everyone knows the older that you get, you start like forgetting like simple things. Like you can't remember, you know, some actor's name or. Sure. <laughs> exactly. What's going right. on? Right. 
And uh, so scientists tell us that that is um, your brain becoming, uh, losing its plasticity, right? That it had when it was young. Mm -hmm. So apparently your, the brain is at its peak function when you're in your twenties. And then at, after that point, it declines a bit. Um, I don't know each day, each year. I mean, who knows? It's a little bit of a depressing topic to bring up, isn't it? Like the morons. I mean, good grief. Anyway, but there is something you can do to halt the downward progress. And that is play a word game. Okay. Now listen to this. And I'm reading from a WFXB.com. Studies show that those who frequently engage in word puzzles, John, develop an ability to strengthen their minds and get better at the game over time. Playing these games improves brain plasticity and keeps cell activity going, which helps people avoid brain degeneration. Playing word games is not just for older generations. The mental challenge will boost IQ in any age, even children. It also can help refine your skills in business, athletics, and socially as it conditions your brain to strategize a way out of a hole. And I bring all this up, John, because it's National Scrabble Day. Hey, who doesn't like the game of Scrabble? Mm -hmm. You like some Scrabble? Uh, I like some Scrabble. I bet it's been a good decade since I played it. Oh, that's surprising. You would think that your family would be ripe for Scrabble. Listen, my I don't know how it's happened, but I've married a man who really dislikes the board game. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Huh. Yeah, and I do enjoy a board game and yeah. my younger daughter, but you know, my husband and older daughter, they're not into that. Okay. So I'm a little doomed, but but you are a Scrabble family. We like Scrabble. Yeah. The the only thing with Scrabble, I mean, I like Scrabble. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember being like, you know, introducing my kids to Scrabble. Yeah. And really trying to be patient. Because the Scrabble game is not for, you know, it's not like you're playing something. Trouble. Trouble. It's not boom, 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 boom. There's no problematic in Scrabble. When it's your turn, and especially when the kids are little, I'm going to give you plenty. Of, and I'm like, oh, boy. You know, it's like 25 minutes come between, you know, your first time and your second time. And it just takes a long, okay, all right. And then, you know, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then the kids go, here's my word. Todd. Fox. Right. Fox, you got an X. Okay, you got an X in there. That's cool. But, you know, Scrabble's a good game. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's a leisurely game, I should say. All right. So do you feel like the experience of playing Scrabble and being so patient about it has improved your, improved your brain's plasticity? No, it's what it's done is made me a more patient father. I would, oh, well, I would that's hope. good. That's all. That's yeah, I'll good. tell you what. I, I grew up in a card-playing family. Mm-hmm. My mom and her sisters and my mother's aunts, my, my grandmother – and then passed down to the girls in our family. They were all, whenever they get together, even to this day, they, somebody brings a, a, a pack of cards. They're going to start to play bridge. But I remember being a kid and they would go, come on and play cards. And I was like, no, I can't, I don't want to play. So they, so I missed all that. I'm not a card player. And I, yeah, I my wife's bad. a card player. I love to play cards. Do you though? What's I played your a lot of cards. With, I played a lot of cards with your wife. Yeah. Yeah, and I've lost pretty much every time, which is very depressing. She Listen, the, wait, uh, here's a quick story about my wife. The, when my wife and I first met, I brought her to friends' um, New Year's Eve party. And that party usually played around playing uh, penny poker. My wife, she cleaned my friend's clocks. Uh-oh. And I was like, uh-oh, I got to keep her here. They were like, this woman can play some poker. So we're sort of built upon that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. We got to maximize each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, do you play word games? Um, 
I play I play word games, but I prefer card games. I like yeah. me. What do you- I like me a, a good Phase Ten game. Ever played Phase Ten? Phase Ten. Phase no, what's Phase Ten? Phase? I don't think there, I've ever played that. There's ten phases, and there's there's sets and runs. So uh, one set of three, one run of four. Mm. So okay. three okay. fours and five, six, seven, eight as a run. Obviously, so All right. a little bit of poker skill in there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, you know, last time I played Scrabble. Um, uh, my wife told me that I need to go see a psychiatrist. So, oh, wow. gee. see, qu- yep. Yep. see, bottoming out. Yeah. married couples in the board that can yeah. quickly yep. devolve. I've yeah, been sure. there, I've done oh, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You ever play Uno? Oh, Uno's yeah, the dumbest game. No, Uno's a good game. It's it a, a great dumb. game. Uno's just one of those games where you it sit no there. It has no strategy. Yeah. Like, why are we Who doing cares? this? Because you can sit and talk and laugh, That's eat some right. M and M's, okay. have some popcorn. Yep. You go, oh no, you know, it's just like a light nothing. If your kids like. Four. That's what you're care. doing. No, yeah. look, we still play Uno from time to time. Do you and I really? don't mind it. Yeah, it's fine. What about? So I went through college playing euchre, like it was my part time job. No kidding. Okay. I played it. We played. I mean, it's sickening the amount of hours of sleep I lost because I was playing euchre tournaments. Nice. That's a very fun game. Mm-hmm. 500 bit is a really fun game. 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Rummy. 500. Spoons is fun. Golf. Golf. Golf card uh, game. And I believe I've golfed no. via cards. My- I can't say anything about it. I'm sorry, but my parents and my family every time there's a every time there's a holiday a or get together or gathering. You're playing. Oh my gosh, every night. Golf. Yeah, they're they're crushing <laughs> golf. I never, See, I never okay. played the card game. So the yeah. Duffy family, they're staying young with everybody else That's who's right. playing some cards. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, highly recommended. Okay, we take a break. Uh, Kath, uh, who's uh, who's joining us next? Yeah, Rhonda Smith is going to be with us. Hey. She's executive director of an organization based in the East End called Haiti H Two O. We're going to talk about what's latest in Haiti. Um, those of us who have been involved in in missions work in that area are always eager to hear how the church is mobilizing people there. So that's what's up next. So stay close. It's the Tuesday edition. The ride home. Okay. WORD. He thought his faith was strong, but when his son was diagnosed with autism, Jason Haig began to question everything he knew about God. On the next Focus on the Family, Jason shares what it's like to live with a constantly unanswered prayer and addresses the joys and challenges of parenting his beautifully unique child. Next time on Focus on the Family. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. There are books that I've wanted to write. Fault Lines was a book I felt like I had to write. 
critical race theory, social justice, intersectionality. We've all heard these terms, but most of us have no idea what they mean. The Apostle Paul says that we destroy arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. Fault Lines is about doing just that in this current cultural moment. As Christians, we need to know what's going on around us. We have to be a part of culture. Fault Lines is about not only understanding what's going on in the culture around us and how it's impacting us, but it's also about teaching us to take every thought captive so that we can be more proactive in creating culture as God would intend us to. This is Vodi Bakum, and I want to encourage you to buy my new book, Fault Lines, available everywhere books are sold, April 6th. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. A few weeks back, we spent uh, several days talking with uh, people from Food for the Poor uh, in their incredible ministry in Haiti. Of course, they, there's a gigantic footprint in the Caribbean, but we did focus on Haiti, and it made us think about, you know, international ministry, but also uh, there's a lot of ministries that are just small, 5, 10, 20 people or so that are doing really significant work not only here in the city of Pittsburgh, but around the world. Well, Rhonda Smith is with us. Rhonda is the executive director of a ministry called Haiti H2O to talk about their work in Haiti. Rhonda, welcome back to the show. Thank you, John. Good to see you. And Kathy, hi. Yeah. Hi, Rhonda. Okay. So um, I hate to say, give us the latest on Haiti because, you, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of a large island or half of it. Um, so, but maybe tell our listeners um, where, where they are COVID wise, you know, the, like just to kind of give us a, a, a site rep. Okay. No problem. Um, Yeah, Haiti is dealing with quite a bit of turmoil, as you may have discussed last week. Um, They have been struggling with political turmoil, which has had economic impacts, uh, massive inflation, and gas and food shortages. So that's across the entire country. Um, And then COVID has had the larger impact in the city and the more Uh, populated areas in the countryside where we're partnering. We have not heard of any actual cases in the villages where we have um, partnered. You know, it's not 100% clear why that's the case, but I can tell you, you know, when we were social distancing and only interacting outside with folks, um, that's more like life in Haiti in the villages, at least. Um, you know, outside most of the time, your even your homes really aren't that uh, airtight, that sort of thing. So I don't know if that was something that benefited that community, that community. But we're very, very thankful. Fabulous. So, Rana, talk to us about uh, people of faith in Haiti. 
What does that look like? I mean, I think for years, uh, you know, you think about Haiti, it's, it was a, a French colony for a long time. So, you know, the, the French Catholic population was large. But, you know, you've been to Haiti, you've worked in Haiti. Talk about that and uh, how you see Christians working there and, and uh, the, the flourishing of the faith. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the church is flourishing there. Um, there are Protestant and Catholic um, denominations um, in the countryside. We're partnering with primarily Protestant uh, d- denominations, churches that are there as the missionaries. You know, we're partnering with them. The pastors there are living in villages that have no electricity, no running water. Um, they're the missionaries to the folks in those uh, small remote villages. Wow. Okay. So uh, I'm glad you bring this up because, you know, I've been to Haiti several times. And w- one of the things that really struck me about Haiti is, you know, you leave Port-au-Prince, which is the capital. You take a, a short, you know, uh, van ride, 15 miles out of the city, 20 miles out of the city. And you're essentially truly in the middle of nowhere. And I remember being there, at, you know, at dusk with people and they were like, you know, we should leave here soon because the sun is set, night has fallen, there's no electricity here. And the people who were in the village, the the people who were living there, they were all huddled under one street light that was solar powered. And so that entire village of 50 or 60 people would gather under what, you know, we would consider, you know, our streetlight outside of our homes on our roads here in the city of Pittsburgh. But that was everything for them to combat the darkness. Sure. Yeah. When I was visiting, now we, we drive more like six, seven hours outside of Port-au-Prince. So um, that's far, far out there. And, you know, going to villages where there's not even, yeah, there, there's not even a road. You kind of go to the end of the pavement, you're on a dirt road, and then you figure out which sort of bushwhacked trail to go down to get to the village yeah. um, where we're, you know, partnering. Um, and there's no, there are no solar lights right now in those communities. Um, there was one, but a hurricane took it out and they haven't had the capacity yet to replace that. Um, they do have a generator that will, they'll set up occasionally for the church. Um, whenever that happens, if it's on at night, people come out of the woodwork, uh, the students come and they sit there and study there because there's better lighting than at home with just a small gas light or candle. Um, And folks also, uh, all the charging stations, you know, any any outlet has got a phone plugged into it to try to get a free charge um, because folks do have phones, but they don't necessarily have the capacity to keep them charged. Okay. Rhonda Smith is with us, Executive Director of Haiti H2O. This is a Pittsburgh-based organization that seeks to meet the needs of people who live in Haiti. Um, What sets Haiti H2O apart? That's a great question because there are a number of uh, organizations around the country, also here in Pittsburgh. Primarily what sets us apart is that we are only partnering with rural communities. Um, We see our role as an opportunity, like I said, to work with those uh, pastors and church leaders that are the missionaries to those villages and connect them not with, you know, all the solutions. The folks in the community, they have ideas, they have hopes. That's what um, H2O stands for, hope to opportunity, because we see ourselves as, 
connecting the folks that have hopes and plans with the resources that they do not have the access mm. to, to bring those into real opportunities. Interesting. Hope to opportunity. I mean, that's what we always talk about, right? I mean, uh, how many people who would love to be engaged in an educational process, a faith process, all this untapped potential is out there. So God bless you in the work that uh, Haiti H2O is doing, Rhonda. So talk about uh, the felt need. People are listening and they think, yeah, I'm interested in this work. Uh, somehow I want to connect. What can people do? Well, folks can, um, they can look on our website and learn more about the projects that we're partnering on. Um, we have some part-time staff in Haiti that keep us connected with um, each of the communities and work with those uh, church leaders to figure out how they can meet the needs and reach out to their community. Uh, in one community, we have a project replacing homes that were destroyed in the last hurricane. Um, in all of the communities, we're working with schools to help educate the uh, area youth. And um, in uh, another community, the community of Basenkaima, we just uh, opened up a corn grinding micro business. So we are partnering with communities on micro businesses that they feel would be helpful to their community. In the community of Plan Matin, we are about to start a micro business uh, bread oven to um, facilitate the making of bread in that community directly instead of having to go to a market that's further away. So those are the kinds of projects we've also been partnering on sanitation projects, water catchment, digging of wells. It's really a variety. We, we take the um, ideas that the leaders in the community prioritize Good. and partner with them. Fabulous. Good. That's terrific. All right. Tell us your uh, website, Rhonda. It is www.hatyh2o. Dot org. Very nice. And Rhonda, just one more thing. We know that uh, you've got a fundraiser coming up. If you like to bike, this is important as well, right? Be part of this. Get on your bike and support uh, Haiti H2O. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity to get outside. We did our first one last year uh, in the midst of the pandemic because everyone stays socially distanced. And we'll be doing that again this year on Labor Day weekend. Uh, Saturday, September the 4th, we have distances for uh, folks at all kinds of different levels of biking from one day ride, two day rides, three day rides to complete the full gap trail. Wow, that's terrific. That's Rhonda Smith, Executive Director of Haiti H2O. For more information, www.hadyh2o.org. Thanks, Rhonda. Thank you. Heading into spring, I've been spending a lot of time pondering, analyzing, and debating something extremely important to men, and even many women, and that's whether a new driver would improve my golf game. I would say I'm somewhere between embarrassing and appalling at golf, but man, do I love it. And all my buddies show up with these epic flash, big maverick bertha drivers, and I can't help but feel like they've got this massive advantage on me and my persimmons. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're proud to have a pretty special advantage ourselves, and one that can be a big deal for you. Our team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company uses its own money and makes its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman, and this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. 
We're much better at mortgages than I am at golf. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's Headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 3rd, you could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero. See terms and conditions for complete details. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Enter today at wordfm.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Over these last several weeks, we have been really fascinated, encouraged, in many ways just thrilled by what we've hear, what we've heard with our survivor stories. We've been, been talking about people who have gone through cancer diagnosis and then sometimes after many months or years have found themselves cancer-free. That diagnosis and that survivor story doesn't start at the diagnosis, of course, it starts uh, well before that. So today is our, our final story. And Kath, we have uh, someone who's uh, really got a really interesting story, and we're happy to pass along our good wishes. We sure do. We're happy to uh, talk about Nikki Cox. Now, this is the second time we've mentioned her, and the reason I'm bringing her up again is that Nikki has won our top prize for our Survivor Stories um, initiative here at Word FM. Now, this top prize was determined by a random drawing of all submissions. So it's not like Nikki's story is somehow better than any of the other stories that were submitted. Every story of a cancer survivor is meaningful. It has really humbled us as we think mm-hmm. of the unbelievable challenges that people have faced. So many listeners to our show who answered this call and shared stories with us. Um, but so Nikki has one because we put her name in the uh, hat and drew it out and she gets an overnight stay at the Buell Mansion. She gets a, a gift certificate to the Roland Seafood Grill. We want to make sure we thank Young Adult Survivors United who've sponsored this as we've gone along. And, you know, I have two friends right now who are part of that group. And so we just love what they're doing and how they're supporting one another. But let me just uh, reiterate Nikki's story. 
Nikki's 35-year-old two-time breast cancer survivor, a part of Young Adult Survivors United um, under Stephanie Scaletti. Stephanie was a guest on our show to talk about how she decided to set up this really excellent program called Young Adult Survivors United. Um, Nikki's story goes on to say that um, she has a husband. She's a mother of two little girls, ages 10 and 7. She's a dog mom right? To the puppy Xena. Um, Also, as I said, two-time breast cancer survivor. She was diagnosed in April of 2016 at the age of 30 after finding the lump herself. Um, She also had lymph node involvement in her breast cancer. And so she underwent six months, 16 cycles of chemotherapy, followed by a lumpectomy and 36 radiation treatments. Fast forward to May of 2020, during the global pandemic, you might remember, she was planning her upcoming September wedding. And then Again, diagnosed with stage 1A triple negative breast cancer reoccurrence. It was found on a routine mammogram. So literally the day after her bridal shower in July, she underwent a bilateral mastectomy. A couple months later, she got married to an amazing man who uh, she says is not just a great husband, a great, but a great caregiver. They went on a mini honeymoon and they came back to start six more cycles of chemo for a second time, two weeks later. She finished treatments again this past January 22nd. She thankfully kept her hair due to cold capping, she says, yet she's still left with the physical, mental, emotional scars that cancer has given her and the toll it has taken on her and her family for the second time. But this is what she said. This is how Nikki concludes. She says, fear of another reoccurrence is real, but I won't let it control my life. It has taken enough from me already. God bless That's you, Nikki. Nikki Cox. So congratulations, Nikki. Hope you have a terrific time being away at the Buell Mansion, eating uh, good seafood at Roland's. Yeah. And um, we love you. Wish the best for you. Enjoy your springtime. That's for sure. Really grateful that you shared your story with us. Our survivor stories. <clears throat> hey, uh, I was reading that um, the anniversary of the uh, Fukushima nuclear power oh, yeah, it's plant 10 explosion. Years. It was maybe, yeah. what, 10 years, a month ago or so? Yeah, just uh, actually um, March 21st, I believe okay. it, it was. So uh, in reading about that, uh, here's a follow-up to, to this, which is fascinating, that today Japan's government has decided to start releasing treated radioactive water from the wrecked uh, nuclear plant into the Pacific Ocean in two years. Now, uh, as you might imagine, it is a very contentious decision, fiercely opposed by fishermen, residents, and Japanese neighbors. The decision, which has uh, long been speculated but delayed for years due to safety concerns and protests, came in a meeting of cabinet members. And essentially, the cabinet members in the Japanese government are saying, our hands are tied. We don't know the best way to dispose of this. So the plan is over 40 years, over 40 years, millions of gallons of radioactive water will slowly be released into the Chinese Sea. And uh, the hope is, because this has never been done before, the hope is that the impact to the oh, environment and to the sea is minimal. The hope because, is? Yes, well, because it's a slow process. And like I said, never been done before. So they don't know, you know, the amount of radiation, how long it will live, how it will disperse, what that will look like, how it will affect, you know, surrounding shore areas and all that. It's a gamble, but you no. Know, uh, the, the the facility, Fukushima, the facility itself, damaged beyond repair. They need to start taking this thing apart 
it's then, been 10 years and it's been sitting there. Right. They haven't had the the actual mechanical capability to do it. It's obviously radioactively dangerous. And um, there's a UK company, John, I read, who was actually building the machinery to help them start to deal with the physical plant, but it was shut down because of COVID. Oh so they're pushed back a year, but it'll be tw- by the time they start to clean that up, it'll be 12 years after yeah. the event. I mean, what a mess. I mean, it's just, it's such, I, don't you feel like nuclear power is just such a giant risk? Well, I mean, it's changed a lot. I mean, these were early reactors. And of course, uh, you know, look at Three Mile Island and whatnot. But uh, the newest generation, apparently, much, much better. So um, it is very inexpensive. And so we'll see what the future holds for nuclear power. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police chief and an officer who killed a black man have both resigned. Brooklyn Center Mayor Mike Elliott. I do not know if uh, she got wind of uh, an impending termination or not. Um, You know, she, you know, I believe informed uh, the city uh, this morning. Officer Kim Potter resigning two days after the death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. Authorities determined that Potter mistakenly grabbed her gun when she was going for her taser at a traffic stop on Sunday. Wright's death has sparked two days of clashes between police and demonstrators. In remarks at a tribute for U.S. Capitol Police Officer Billy Evans, President Biden today described Evans as an American hero. He died during an attack on the Capitol earlier this month. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 64 points. This is SRN News. Ads for beds stuffed into boxes are everywhere, thanks to online mattress companies. But when you order a mattress from the original mattress factory, it won't come shrink-wrapped and squeezed into a tiny box. It won't be dropped off on your porch by your mailman either. That's because our mattresses are hand-built right here in your hometown using American-made steel inner springs, cotton padding, and shock-absorbing box springs. You can't fit that kind of quality into a box. Purchase online at OriginalMattress.com or stop by one of our stores to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. At the Original Mattress Factory, we pride ourselves on offering something for nearly everyone. But there are a few things you just won't find at OMF. You won't find the big holiday weekend sales or high-pressure sales tactics. And you won't find the flashy gimmicks that don't actually offer any benefits. What you will find is our lowest and best price for everyone every day you'll find a helpful, no-pressure sales approach and products that were thoughtfully designed with you in mind. Visit a location near you to see what the Original Mattress Factory difference is all about. Just one mission, one call to reach one more heart with the truth of the gospel. For in hope, we have been saved, and through hope, they can be saved too. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus and reach one more life during our Bridge of Hope broadcast alongside Keenan Bridges, Mike Smalley, Real Talk Kim, and Michael Brown. Save the date for Bridge of Hope, April 12th through 16th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. Hello? Hello, Mr. Crane. I'm calling about today's appointment. The tree is scheduled to fall on your RV at 214 today. We, any way we can reschedule, we're really enjoying our trip. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's our only opening. Can it just be a little tree? Mm, let me check. No, sorry, our file says it's a huge one. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. Is it 2.14 p.m. or a.m.? You know, I'm not sure. Can I put you on a brief hold? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Tonight, an increase in clouds, low 45. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a high of 66. Tomorrow night, cloudy, low 41. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high 49. Friday, mostly cloudy with showers possible, high 54. Saturday, cloudy and milder, high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home, very spring-like day. After, uh, over the weekend, I did myself a little uh, clothes shopping. Which well, is- wait a minute. <laughs> wow, what kind? Sorry, I mean you don't often do clothes shopping. I don't. So I, had, no. I, had, I had to pause. Yeah, I, I, it's not one of the things I really like look forward to. But uh, okay. you know, uh, pandemics coming to a close here, and I'm going to yeah. go out and you know be part of the world again, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm looking at my uh, you know transitional clothing and thinking in my drawer, I only I only owned a pair of jeans, one pair. What? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Mike, do you have more than one pair of pair of jeans? Yes, absolutely. I've, okay. I, I believe four or five pairs. Four or five. Mm-hmm. No, are yeah. they blue jeans or are they, you know, colored jeans? They're assorted. I have. Assorted I think I have jeans. two blue, uh, one off white, one off purple. White. Purple. Yeah, purple. Purple. Purple pants. That's sporting some purple jeans, really. Kath, how many pairs of jeans do you own? Thirteen. Thirteen. Wait a second. Yeah, That's I not really, right. really love jeans. So, I, I mean, love jeans. If I if I could, I'd wear jeans every single day. I have all sorts. I have, I have flare jeans. I have jeans for boots. I have skinny jeans. I have jeans that you can tuck into boots. Oh, I have, I have light blue. I've got dark wash. I've got faded wash. I've got holes in the knees. I've oh, got. She got the holy pants. She wears I, mean, I got church. you name it. Huh. Well, I, I have worn those to the church multiple times and gotten negative feedback. Well, you should. You don't be wearing no, holy, holy jeans to church. That's no, not good. That's, that's not good. a good look. Yeah. No, no, they're no. Holy. No, they're holy that's jeans. like somebody you paid somebody to tear your jeans and you wear them as a fashion accessory. Yes. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's good. I, I like it. I like it too, Kath. It looks good. Thank you, Mike. Very fashionable. 
All right. Well, anyway, I went out and bought a pair of jeans and I felt good about it. Good. So that brings your total to two. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, are you going to get rid of the first pair? Because well, you the, wanna... the first pair has been relegated to uh, what I would call work, work jeans. Right. So now I've got a pair of work jeans and I've got a pair of like, you know, oh, no. dress jeans. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I was happy because I bought it, you know, and, and I was surprised by how many, like you're saying, how many styles of jeans there are. I mean, holy smokes. I had to wade through, I bet you, you know, just like men's jeans, there right. must be 10 or 12 different styles of jeans. So I, I settled on no, the- No, wait, no, wait, no, let's, what did you settle on? Sorry to interrupt. I settled on the 513 slim straight men's jeans. Wow, the old, the old 513. Here's what they say. Here's, here's the, uh, uh, <laughs> is this the official John Hall recommendation for male jeans? <laughs> well, this fits me right now. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what, the, here's what Levi says. A versatile fit that is slim without being too narrow through the leg. The 513 slim straight jeans sit below the waist and are slim through the thigh with a straight leg. Best for slim to athletic builds. Mm. Bring it. <laughs> bring it is what i'm saying the old 513 slims uh-huh. makes me feel good about it yeah that's terrific um mike could you could you bring in the uh john hall fashion rules absolutely mm-hmm. here we go okay. yeah very nice making it through the pandemic and the reward is a pair of levi's slim Woo! 513s <laughs> feeling good about things ladies and gentlemen yeah. that is nice now the problem is I'm feeling like really good about my fashion accessories, but then I see this article in the Wall Street Journal, and I, I would not say these are skinny jeans. God forbid, uh, skinny jeans and nine other styles that date you. Oh, oh wait a minute! Oh, should have read that before the shopping. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, yep. I, I'm looking at these nine styles that date you. I am guilty of more than several. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So the first thing, because I read this article, uh, the first thing they say that you know skinny jeans have passed by. So now oh. we're into a we're into more of a relaxed fit. Here's the thing, though. I gotta say, mm. it depends on what your 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 cut of jean depends on what shoes you're wearing and what t- what shirt you're wearing. So I don't, I don't think I, I would go as far as to say that skinny jeans are out. Really? I, but you know, I clearly I'm not you know the fashion ex- expert that this wall street journal writer is. okay so they call them suffocatingly slender denim why they're out because elvis wore these jeans in the 1950s well uh, they were flaunted by um british uh, rock and roll groups in the 70s in 2006 british model kate moss made them trendy yet again but squeezing into skinny jeans today particularly if you pair them with a blazer and pointy stilettos or a too tight plaid flannel or an equally pointy pair of chelsea boots will place you in a bygone decade or worse it could get you fashion canceled on tiktok where gen z has boislistry condemned skin tight denim great i'm not in favor of skin tight denim at any stage no no, I wouldn't say that every skinny jean, though, is skin tight denim. Yeah. Okay. So but you please pair go that. on. I, I feel like I'm getting in your way. Okay. So you pair your denim jeans with those uh, large mom cardigans, the big Oh, sweater. the shapeless cardigan. Yeah. The Wall Street Journal calls them sad, shapeless sweaters. They're woefully generic mom yeah. cardigan, button free, hangs long in the back. Terrible idea. Uh, Eileen Fisher helped popularize the oversized knit in the 1980s. Her company continues to churn them out. 
if you are wearing these, they seriously date you. The Wall Street Journal says that you are too lazy to try updating your style. I agree. Listen, I mean, you just need some, you need to give yourself some structure there, people. All right. Now, look, I, this thing it catches me, this next fashion trend that's now apparently out of date. And I was like, you know, patting myself on the back, the almost invisible sock. Right. I like those. Mm-hmm. They're saying, check this out. Remember been... how long it took Mike and I to convince you to wear them? Remember yeah. that, Mike? Yeah. No, you think I'm leaving them now? I've only had them for like two years. Maybe longer. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, uh, okay. Uh, no shows. Popularity was good news for America's declining sock industry. But they say that I'm an out-of-touch millennial clinging to a trend my dad ditched years wow. ago. Wait a second. That I'm seems the like dad. Treatment. You are the dad. I'm the dad. And then you couple this with the next thing that I'm also wearing that I used to feel good about, the sustainable slip-on. Oh, the sustainable slip-on is is so out. It's so yesterday, John. I don't even care. I thought you were going to say Here's bell the- bottoms. Oh, and I could rock a pair of bell bottoms. Couldn't you rock some bell bottoms? Well, yeah, in 1973 you could, but not now. No, I guess not. Thank you. I mean, look, just let a guy be a guy. Who cares? I mean, do you do you ever free yourself from the fashion, you know, the thing that drags you into the fashion world? I don't want to be who cares? No. I'm free of all that. That's no. punk rock. That's actually punk rock style. That's what? The slip ons. No, no, just, the, the just free, being free of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Wear what you want. You want to wear you sweatpants? And, it's, it, it's John Hall and Joey Ramone, Mike. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to wear sweatpants. Don't ever wear sweatpants. Even the new new trendy. I saw our friend Gavin Ortland who joins us on. Oh yeah, he wears sweatpants on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be wearing sweatpants. I mean, I, I believe this is true. If you wear sweatpants in public, you've essentially given up. Yeah, but if you're okay. if you're if you if you're on like a, a flight that's over like five hours, you gotta bust out the sweatpants. Don't do that. Oh yeah. I, Come on. That's my rule. That's my fashion mm-hmm. rule. Sorry. All right. Well, okay. I wish we had music for that. Yeah. Mike Duffy on a five-hour flight. Here come the sweatpants. Okay, how about the Bohemian bur- purse strap? You're I never right? got into that. You never did. No, What's I that? can't. I don't carry a purse that much. Bohemian it's those inner chart, interchangeable purse straps. Oh, it looked okay. like um like like a camera. Um, you could spend a lot straps. of a lot of money on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the uh, fratty florid dress shirts? Oh yeah, those real florally things. They're mm-hmm. like kind of feminine, and you know right, they're right. you know they have flowers and paisleys and all that. The Wall Street yeah. Journal says they are out mm-hmm. like a Jimmy over Buffett the top shirt. earrings. Exactly. Well, not Jimmy. No, it's saying actually, Mike, that like a like a refined Jimmy Buffett is back in. Oh wow, that's Wait what they're saying. Huh. Whoever uses those words in Never combination, anybody. refined Jimmy Buffett. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, because the, because the image <laughs> that the Wall Street Journal showed was like a little. It was like a like an island print. Mm, yeah, right, right. Okay, so I'm sad to hear this because I've been wearing these as well. Oh, the no. drab beige pants. Oh right, mm-hmm. yeah, they're out. Forget it. In a word, they say Squaresville. Right. Oh, uh, dad's chinos. That's what I'm wearing. The dorkiness of the, this Wall Street Journal, the dorkiness of this army classic, which gained popularity during the 19, I'm sorry, during the 1898 Spanish American War. Holy smokes. Cemented in a Seinfeld episode in which Jerry dates a woman named Donna who likes a Dockers commercial. He hates for its glib guys and quick shots of dowdy pants, pants, pants. 
The episode aired in 1991. Mm-hmm. A sure sign the unfashionable favorite will date you. Okay, wouldn't you rather, and I'm going to ask Mike this, wouldn't you rather wear a pan, a pair of tan-ish jeans than you would like, you know, crappy tan, you know, dress pants? Yeah, definitely. Thank yeah, you. give me the. Give you me put the... it like that. I mean, you put it like that. What's he going to say? No. Well, no, because I. Th- but I, I feel like Mike and I are, are of common outlook when it comes to this. I mean, Mike, would you like to wear this as opposed to something crappy? Crap. I mean, of course he's going to say. Yeah. <laughs> give me the non-crap. Give me the non-crap pants. She's Oh, you guys, come on! It's, it's be a male fashion segment. I'm doing the best I can. Jeez. So okay. So then I am not going to ditch the little hidden socks because I like those. Okay. I'm not going to ditch the little slip-on shoes because I like to get in and out of those quickly. Okay. And I like my new jeans. So everybody right. else, forget about it. Wear what you want to wear. John, do you have a pair of bell-bottoms still from like that you wore in the 1970s? Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I do. Oh, I want to see these. Mm-hmm. They're oh, folded please, up. please, I need yeah. to see those. Yeah, they're folded up. I want to uh, see those suckers. The first pair of bell-bottoms I ever wore, uh, they were like these green polyester bell-bottoms. And I may still have those somewhere. Because wow. mm-hmm. they're indestructible. Because they're out. polyester. Bust them right. out. On all fashion rules. That's yeah, right. right. All right. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> Stick around for more. The Ride on the John and Kathy. It's the Tuesday edition. Talking a few. W-O-R-D. If you want to be a serious student of God's Word, there are three essential reference books that you need. Join us this week as we begin a new five-year journey through the Bible, and our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, tells us about those books and more great study tips as we start his short study called Guidelines for Understanding Scripture. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Maybe you've heard about MediShare and you know what it is. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. But you've wondered, can I really save a significant amount of money on my monthly health care bills? And the answer is an emphatic, yes, you can. You can save a lot of money. Whether it's just for you or for an entire family, MediShare has an option for you. In fact, the typical family saves $500 a month switching to MediShare. And it really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. You get free telehealth services. You get a huge network of doctors. You get great customer support. And you get the sense of security that comes from being a part of 400,000 people who share not just each other's medical bills, but purpose, too. MediShare is a community of Christians who pull together and pray for each other, which is very refreshing right now. If you want more info, it's so simple. You can get a price within two minutes. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $200,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's even better than a low, low refi mortgage rate in the twos? How about a no closing cost refi in the twos? 
That's exactly what you could get when you call Cash Call Mortgage. For a limited time at Cash Call Mortgage, we're waiving all our fees to any borrower who locks in a rate with us. That's right, a true no-closing-cost mortgage loan. But you need to call now before this offer expires. If you have an interest rate above 2.25%, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you a lot of cash. What are you waiting for? With super low rates and no closing costs, now's the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, Apply online at CashCallMortgage.com or call us today at 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. In 2020, just 47% of Americans said that they belonged to a church a synagogue or a mosque. Now that's for the first time since the friends from the Gallup polling began tracking church membership way back in 1937. The first time that American membership in houses of worship has dropped below the 50% mark. Here today to talk to us about that is Paul Prather. Paul is a a pastor, a columnist, an author, and he wrote a piece that uh, appeared across the country, picked up by the newswires, about uh, this exact topic. The headline is, why is U.S. church membership at a new low? There's a perfect storm of reasons for it. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think you've written a good article here and has a lot of insight to it. Um, You have uh, multiple decades as a pastor. You have multiple decades as a religion writer. And um, so you're looking at this from a couple different perspectives. And I think you're right. I think that it's like the perfect storm of a lot of things put together that has caused church attendance to drop so very low in America. Um, Let's start with the rise of the Internet. Uh, Talk about that for us. Okay, well, it's made it awfully easy for people to sort of pick and choose their beliefs from all over, you know, and so you can go on the internet and find basically anything you want, uh, including regarding religion or spirituality. You can chat with people, you can form friendships, you can uh, retain some of your anonymity. And so it gives you the, not only a wider variety of sources to appeal to, but it also enables a lot of people to sort of form a boutique religion of their own, which uh, can be more, I don't, I wouldn't say more fulfilling, that's not a good word, but more easily satisfied than saying having to get up every sure. Sunday and go down the street to the Episcopal Church or the Baptist Church or wherever they attend and rub shoulders with flesh and blood human beings, which, which is what church membership is, is all about. So yeah. I think that's had a huge effect. So a huge effect. I mean, as you say, I mean, it is messy, Paul. I mean, you know, to be part of a congregation, to know and be known, that requires a commitment. So a lot of younger people you're saying are just going to dial it in and they're going to jump online and I'm going to go to www. whatever that might be and call myself a believer in something. Exactly. 
and and you don't have to uh, adhere to a specific creed, and you don't have to donate money every week, and you know all the above. So mm-hmm. it's just if people are all, are already dissatisfied for some reason with their church or temple or uh, wherever they attend, uh, it's an easy way to just sort of drift away from a commitment to an actual flesh and blood congregation. Right. I think that happens a lot. If I were sure, guessing, I, think, yeah. I, I would guess it was the number one reason, but I can't, I don't have any numbers to back that up. Sure. Now, younger Americans, um, according to these recent surveys, are seen as the, the you know, the least um, interested in attending church. And uh, there have been a ton of studies, Paul, that have talked about how they've lost faith in not just the church, but all sorts of institutions in American life. Yes, and I think the church is just one more of those, but they've lost, uh, you know, trust in the government, lost uh, trust in politics, uh, even right down to pharmaceutical companies or industry, you know, whatever. And I think that distrust carries over to religious institutions. And that's why younger adults are the least religious people uh, in America, however, in the most unchurched group. However, the decline in membership uh, in churches cuts across every imaginable demographic. It's it's not just mm-hmm. young people. It's more noticeable among young people. The numbers are bigger, but it's true also of people into their 60s and 70s. It cuts across geographical regions, gender, politics, and everything else. Uh, Every single demographic that I can find numbers for, they, you know, have all fallen away from church membership. Talking with Paul Prather, why is U.S. church membership at a new low? So, Paul, you talk about this was interesting. You know, there was a, a time in American society where if you said you were an atheist, there would be a few eyebrows arched in the room. And now you say that the unsayable has become sayable. So atheism has become more acceptable, yeah? I think it, I think it has, and all these things are intertwined. It's not necessarily one cause and effect. You know, everything leads to everything else in this. And so as people have fallen away from church membership and and being involved with a particular creed or church or religious activity, then it has given more room for people who are doubters or people who just simply don't believe at all or who are hostile to faith to say so. I think they feel uh, emboldened by that, sort of understandably. And I think it's become easier for people to stand up and just say, I don't buy any of that stuff. And as more people say that, then more people say that. You know what I mean? Like it has a a ripple effect. And so, yeah, it emboldens people. And so I think that's been a big part of it. And there's also, I would say, particularly earlier in this particular century, um, in the 21st century, there's been a renewed effort in some quarters by certain atheists. I want to qualify that because it's certainly not everybody who's an atheist, but there was a movement that was pretty prominent a few years ago called the New Atheism, and they actually have been evangelistic in trying to lead people away from belief in God. Mm-hmm. There have been all kinds of 
books by them and about them, and it's it's sort of like a campaign. I grew up as many years ago as a Southern Baptist, which I'm not now, but we were all about uh, evangelism. It was our job to uh, go out and win people and uh, conduct campaigns and crusades, and it looked really familiar to me when the new atheism came along, and I, I told people, that's just evangelicalism aimed at uh, producing atheists instead of Christians. You know, yeah. it's the very so same, the same model in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly the same model. Yeah, Paul Prather's with us, columnist, author, and pastor um, from Kentucky. Uh, Paul, you're talking to us. You know, we're broadcasting our show from Pennsylvania, and it was back in August of 2018 when the Pennsylvania grand jury report on sex abuse in the Roman Catholic Church came out. And I mean, you can't imagine the shockwaves that went through this area. It was just, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm sure. And so, when you combine that with with, with uh, the Ravi Zacharias story. With, you know, I could, if I had time, name 10 scandals in evangelical Protestant churches over the last three or four years. I, Sex I mean, abuse. Right. You can, you can see why uh, people have decided that, you know, the church isn't worth their trust either. Yes. And I think that's absolutely true. I think the uh, Catholic uh, sex abuse scandal has had an even bigger effect than the, the various scandals in Protestant churches. There have been sex scandals among Southern Baptists, and you named uh, Ravi Zacharias, and many, many before that, James, uh, Jim Baker and all those. However, if you look at the numbers, uh, since about 1999 or 2000, church membership among Roman Catholics has declined at twice the rate as among Protestants. Wow. And and I know in my own little church, which is a small rural uh, independent Pentecostal uh, congregation. We have a number of, I, I guess you would say, ex-Catholics who attend our church, and I ask them, you know, how they ended up at our church. And one of the things that they said right off was the sex abuse scandal. They just couldn't stay in the church anymore. So I think that's had a profound effect on the Catholic Church, and. The Protestant churches have had their own troubles, too. Yes, they have. Paul Prather's with us. Why is U.S. church membership at a new low? There's a perfect storm of reasons for it. So, Paul, speaking of perfect storm, um, the infusion of politics into the uh, Christian worldview, that has turned people away as well, hasn't it? It has. And it, this has been kind of interesting because I didn't expect this to happen. But as you mentioned earlier, I wrote this column, and it was picked up by Yahoo News and I don't know whoever else, and it went national, um, and I didn't really see that coming. But I got a tremendous amount of feedback because so many more people were reading it than usually would read the Lexington Herald-Leader, where I, I write weekly. And uh, so I've gotten all this mail it's been really interesting to me on that particular point about the infusion of politics, because I said, um, you know, that both uh, evangelical and conservative Christians were guilty of, of uh, allying themselves too closely with political factions. And that had turned a lot of people off. But on the other hand, a lot of, more liberal churches had done the same thing from their end, and I suspected 
that they were becoming so quote unquote woke that that was causing people to just lose interest and drift away. And I got all this mail, as I said, and it was interesting. And all of that, not one person said they had left their their church because of its liberal affiliation with the you know with the left mm. and wokeism and all that. And in fact, a bunch of people wrote me to tell me I was full of bean soup, for, you know, that, that nobody was turned off by that. And, you know, I needed to get a life or something. But I heard from numerous people saying, yes, absolutely, I left my my evangelical church. And, uh, and some of them said I had left Christianity over the rights affiliation with Donald Trump and the Republican Party. And, that, you know, that I believe um, – they have substituted Donald Trump and the Republican Party for for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I heard that numerous times. I don't know if that means anything because, you know, I clearly didn't hear from enough people to form a scientific example, uh, I mean, a scientific sample, but it was interesting. I thought, right. hmm, I didn't really see that coming. Yep. But um, Pastor Paul it was, Brother, it was why notable. Why is U.S. church membership at a new low? So, Paul, all these things combined, along with, you know, those uh, long decades slide of the, you know, Sunday's no longer Sunday, right? Kids are playing soccer, uh, blue laws, those are all gone. You know, Sunday used to be reserved as a, a sacred day. That slipped away from America, and uh, Sunday's just another free day. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, you know, uh, youth sports have replaced religion. Uh I see that around me all the time, even some to a lesser extent with my own grandkids sometimes, you know, and it, people look at it, these things as just a family activity. And if they can take the kids out to their soccer game in the neighboring town, then that's as uh, valuable as going to church or obviously in many cases more valuable. And so that's just one more diluting influence, uh, I believe, in people's interest in belonging to and participating in a church. So many good points. Like I said, a lot of insight. Uh, Paul Prather, columnist, author, pastor uh, from Kentucky, uh, weighing in. And it's really a terrific article. Why is, the, why is U.S. church membership at a new low? Yeah, I think we should post this so people can read, Paul, your, your writings as well. So thanks for being with us. It's a really interesting insight that you provided us with. Well, thank you. Can I say one thing real quickly, yes, or is it, are yeah, we out of do. time? You know, well, one thing I didn't mention in the last column that's really important is the idea that uh, church membership should be over 50% is a relatively new mm. thought in American society. For example, in, 17, in 1776, when uh, we declared independence from Britain, 17% of the population belonged to a church. That's wow. one seven. Wow. It, uh, in fact, it didn't hit 50% until 1906, 125 wow. years into the uh, existence of the United States as a nation. Before okay, so it hit, all, uh, all the fretting and all the wringing of hands, maybe that's unnecessary. Maybe. Maybe we're just returning to our natural state. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, but I just thought that was an interesting factoid. Yeah. That's Paul Prather, 
uh, columnist from Kentucky uh, weighing in there. And uh, we'll try to post this article on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. There's much more ahead. We're taking a break. It's the Tuesday edition. It's The Ride Home. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment, and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724-884-1496. It's springtime, and it feels good, and we made it through. March to March and beyond, this crazy, topsy-turvy, upside-down year that we all went through. And none the worse for the wear. Well, okay, maybe, yeah. (laughs) A little rough around the edges for most of us, right? A little rough, but we survived. So now you're in the market, thinking about a new house with a big, light, airy living room, a kitchen with a space for the kids, a long table, a place to hang out in, a backyard, maybe a garden. A deck. When it's time to buy, look, everyone's talking about low, low interest rates, right? Everybody knows that. So when you're looking for a mortgage, what do you need? Somebody who's honest, somebody who's upfront, somebody who's easy to work with, and somebody you can trust. United Faith Mortgage. The direct lender advantage is everything. People like us for us. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. You could win $12,000 towards a new vehicle for you and another $12,000 for a hometown hero when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to wordfm.com to enter the Kindness Challenge today. That's wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, an increase in clouds, low 45. Tomorrow, rather cloudy with a high of 66. Tomorrow night, cloudy, low 41. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high 49. Friday, mostly cloudy with showers possible, high 54. Saturday, cloudy and milder, high 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Does this make sense? 
Does what make sense? Getting your medical advice from social media. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like, are you saying like you know WebMD, or are you I, saying? No, I mean one step worse than that. I mean from people's social media feeds. No, the, 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 absolutely not. What? Mm-hmm. You have an example here? Yeah, I have an tell example. Me, tell me well, the story. like, how about I, I opened up social media early this morning, and someone is uh, explaining why they're not going to get the vaccine, which you know. Okay, if you don't if you don't want to get the vaccine, like that's your that's thing. thing. But you know, I want you to hear this uh, YouTube video from uh, Doctor Smith, who's uh, who I trust. Well, okay, I don't know anything about Doctor Smith. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to listen to someone oh. posting on social media about Doctor Smith. Catherine, you know, like that's. You should know better. Don't fall into that hole, right? Because every this is so contentious, right? Pro or anti-vaccine is pro or anti-everything. It's so contentious. You should Good know grief, better than so. to do that. Fall into that thing. So you're saying it does not make sense? I don't think it does. I'm not going to listen to that. You know, but then again, we live in an age of experts, do we not? Yeah, Everybody's a lot of people expert. who are on social media are the right. experts. Yeah, everyone's just looking for some truth here, and you know, whether you're living in the echo chamber or you're trying to look at different news sources, how do you find what's real? You know, there used to be, a, you know, a trusted voice. Now you think we're in crazy. Nobody time. trusts anything. No. I, are you going to ask right. me if I think it makes sense? Does it make sense to you? No, it doesn't make sense. All right. It doesn't make sense. Don, Don't get your medical town. advice from. People from, go to medical school because it's hard. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Okay, I got these deer in my backyard. All right. And I, I kind of have this uh, love. I love them. And I also have this hate relationship with them mm-hmm. because they're like these gigantic lawnmowers. However, yeah. I have bought in years past, but not yet, a salt lick, a mineral lick. And I like that because now's the time you go out and you buy one. And it's a big block, mostly salt and minerals in there. You put it on a far part of the yard and then the deer come by. And they just kind of like, you know, nibble on that thing. Now, the problem is it attracts the deer, but then the deer also have, you know, ticks and other things that I don't want to be around. So I want it, but I don't want it. So does that make sense? I don't know. You know, all of a sudden I get a tick and I don't want a tick. Yeah, well, I don't want you to have a tick, but I feel like I'm, I, would you put your hand down? Does, I mean, I have to look at that thing one more time. Okay. A salt lick. Uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense. What I do I know, sense. John? It makes sense to me. I got rabbits. I'm just saying. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. God superintends, sovereignly directs our lives in ways that we cannot know or see at the time. And the whole point that I'm driving at us today is that the will of God finds us if we are willing to surrender to the Lord. Tune in next time. For PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us 
offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me. With everything just a click away, it's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day. Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life. When you're unemployed, it can seem like there's no way out. But with the right tools, suddenly it all just clicks. Develop new skills and find your path to a new career at findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. I think it's just vapor. Vaping is safer than smoking, isn't it? One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council. So after Easter, Jesus appears to the disciples. A lot of times they think, "What? who is this? Is that a gardener? Is this some guy walking down the road? What's going on? Then he reveals himself. They eat with him. They worship with Jesus. And then one day there is the ascension and Jesus leaves us. What is the ascension? Father Tom Soroka is with us. Father Tom is the pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. He joins us today with that specific question in mind. Tom, welcome back. Hi, guys. How are you? We can't well, complain. 
Love to hear from you, Tom. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, watch the show, you can do that on Facebook right now. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can go onto Facebook or find 101.5 Word FM. You can watch us as we talk to Tom. We're all on Zoom here together. Um, so, Tom, the Ascension. Um, I mean, obviously something way beyond our ability to grasp, right? Yeah. I Actually, when I was growing up, I always thought it was kind of odd. And I don't mean to sound sacrilegious. No. But- you know, in the age of superheroes, we're used to seeing uh, Superman going into the sky or whomever, you know, and then all of a sudden we're reading the Gospels or the, the beginning of the book of Acts, and it says that Jesus went up into heaven and disappeared out of their sight, and it just seems like such a, uh, a strange thing. I thought we could maybe talk a little bit about it. Good. And, and and again, Tom, I'm the same way, right? As a young kid, I'm thinking, is this like Superman? And you don't want to be disrespectful. No. All of a sudden, you know, there's Jesus flying into the, into the void and you think, what exactly happened there? Yeah. And I think, um, actually, you were just mentioning it at the intro, and that is the key to understanding the ascension of Christ really begins with understanding the resurrection of Christ, because resurrection for us is not resuscitation. And I think a lot of people think it is. So, you know, and again, not to be disrespectful, but, you know, our, our Christian, the detractors of Christianity will say, oh, you know, the Jesus zombie, and they'll make fun of us that way. But that's to misunderstand what the resurrected body is. And so we understand Christ's body as both physical, but as St. Paul calls it, a spiritual body. So it's a glorified body. And in a way, it is the body that we were always meant to have. So uh, we hear all of the, again, rather bizarre stories, and not that they are not true. They're very true in the Gospels of Jesus appearing, disappearing, appearing in a room, walking through, you know, uh, a door without the door being open. Uh, He appears on the uh, shore, uh, and yet Thomas touches him, he eats. So, you know, what's going on with this body? And I think the ascension is the completion of that. The ascension, of course, happens in uh, the the, uh, writings of the Gospels and the Acts of the Apostles. It happens 40 days after the resurrection of Christ. And this number 40 in the scripture is very important because 40 is a kind of number of completion or completeness. And we hear so many examples of 40 in the Bible, right? Uh, The the 40 years of the wandering in the desert of the Israelites, uh, Jesus fasting for 40 days. Uh, We have the um, uh, 40 days of the, the storm with Noah and so forth. So these particular things, 40 simply means completion, and it simply means that Jesus's work is entirely complete. Not, and, and this is an important part because we should believe that all the work that Jesus did was not simply on the cross. The cross is the apex of all of that. It is truly the glorification, as Christ calls it, of, of his own work. But everything that he did was redemptive. And so after the resurrection, when he raises from the dead and he appears, it says he spent all of that time teaching and explaining to his disciples, 
opening their minds to the understanding of the scriptures. And so now all of the work is completed because he shows them what it really is to be a member of the kingdom of God, and that is to be resurrected from the dead. So then he gives them their mission, right? And he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. In other words, you know, there's nothing more that I can do here. (laughs) Basically, my mission is completed from the Father. I'm going back to my Father. I'm returning to my Father. And then there's this little uh, part of it that, again, is very cryptic. And it says he was, when he returned into heaven, uh, we'll talk about the angels in a second, it says that he was seated at the right hand of the Father, right? So what does that mean? Does it mean that there was a chair and like he was sitting down? Um, we're, you know, this is difficult because now Jesus has a body, right? As the eternal word of God before all time, you know, coexisting with the Father, he did not have a physical body, but then he became incarnate he takes this body, he dies on a cross, it raises from the dead by the, the power of, of his father, the divinity, and, and if this body is changed, and now it's seated at the right hand of the father. Now, here's what's really important. It means two things. Number one, seated at the right hand of the father means he is honored by his father, right? To be seated at the right hand of somebody is an old way of saying, hey, come here, this is the seat of honor. I'm honoring you for everything that you accomplished. I'm honoring you because you're my son. But this is really important. The ascension is not just the glorification of Jesus. It is the glorification of humanity. Mm, Interesting. Because human flesh, deified, glorified, resurrected, is now seated, is honored, at the right hand mm. of God. That's a really that, interesting it, distinction. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom, so, so basically that's bringing the whole narrative that began in Genesis full circle. Um, and I'm thinking in particular, the portion of the creation of man. It's perfect. I'm so glad that you said that because what does, what does God say to Adam? You know, he says, because you have done this, uh, you know, you will return to the dust, right? From dust, you're taken. Now you'll return to the dust. This was a sort of denigration of the the human condition that you would taste of death. But now the human flesh is finally in the place where it always belonged. Mm -hmm. And that is, and this is where we get this beautiful saying uh, from uh, one of the church fathers that it's so important, St. Athanasius. He says, God became man so that man might become God. And that is God with like a little g. In other words, because Christ unites his divinity to our human flesh, now our human flesh is actually filled with the divine nature. This is what St. Peter says. And so the ascension, and this is one thing that I think is really important. You know, we focus so much on Christmas and Easter, Christmas and Easter, don't stop celebrating. Celebrate the ascension of Christ. 
the 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 things that we learn from it are mind-boggling the the angels say what are you looking up in heaven for he said jesus that you see going up in heaven he's going to come back in the same way just like you saw him go in other words you're going to see him in the clouds of heaven he's going to be glorified with the divinity of his father every tongue will confess every knee will bow Fabulous. Father, I got to stop you right there. Um, what you a terrific a thing. To, yeah, you could go a lot longer, but we're out of time. This is Father Tom Soroka, pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. Tom, thanks so much. Great to see you. Thanks. God bless you guys. God bless you as well. Okay, so what I take is we shouldn't be ashamed. You know, we, both Tom and I said, no offense, it's a, an awkward thing, but man, read and then preach. And then pray. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Spring House. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our Red Spring House vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. It's long, over a 1,000 chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal, with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. I'll tell you, the Royals, they get it coming and going. They sure do. Even in death. The BBC has received a record-breaking number of complaints following its extensive coverage of Prince Philip's death, with more than 110,000 people contacting the broadcaster to grumble over changes to scheduled programming and excessive reporting on Prince Philip's life and legacy. According to British media, the outpouring of criticism makes his death the most complained-about event in the country's television history with a wave of backlash forcing the BBC to temporarily build a dedicated complaints page where people could object 
to the programming over Prince Philip's death. Okay, so it's not just Americans that are miserable. Oh, my goodness. That's terrible. So if you don't like it, turn it off. I mean. Why do you have to complain about everything? That's what the Internet's done for us. Well, It's It's made us into a generation of complainers. Right. So we don't live in the Internet age. We live in the age of complaint. Yes. I have been wronged. Please rectify my complaints. Forget it. Heaven help us. It's crazy. All right. No complaints here. Let's stop that right now. Okay, please. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Choose your gratitude and uh, give thanks and praise always, right? To be alive on a spring day, all is right and well. And truly it is, especially if you know the Lord Savior. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Check us out online, wordfm.com, The Ride Home with John and Kathy as well, and on Facebook. Have yourself a great night. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.